Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. My name is Mike, and this week's guest is phenomenal. Got to watch this badass uh, take on Rim to River and complete it successfully. Without further ado, let's welcome in Miss Christina Browning. Christina, are you ready to go for a run? Yes. You sure? Uh, I think so. Well, before we get into the whole running thing, who is Christina Browning and what do you do when you're not out crushing wild distances? Business major, work for the government, doing financials, have two children that are both older teenagers, so they they don't really want anything to do with me most of the time, so it kind of leaves time for running. <laughs> <laughs> so Aiden is one of them and he paced uh-huh. you at Rim Driver, right? Yeah, he's like a professional pacer. I mean, he's go. not he's not like a fan of like running, running, although he's kind of warming up to the idea and he really kind of identifies with the whole ultra culture. So he's he's definitely he's a, he's a really good pacer. I mean, I think he's a senior this year. He's going to to school next year in Lynchburg and he wants to do possibly athletic training, so he's He's good to have on your crew because he's really good with injury stuff. And okay, he basically fixed my foot at mile 56 of Rimner River. I this had year. some foot, yeah, I had foot pain okay. and ankle pain kind of starting. And he found the knot in my calf, released it, and I did not have any pain in that foot after the next, oh, you man. know, 42 miles. I mean, there was other pain, but that, that was. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's good to have for that. Taped my my ankles before. He's done all that. So that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. We're, we're gonna have to hire him for the next big yeah. outing. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's, a, he's awesome. a good. He's a good good crew member. If anybody needs one. There you go. And who's your other child? Sophia, my daughter. She's gonna be fourteen, and she's actually paced me as well when I did freight train hundred k last year. Okay. Um, she ran with me from like mile 46 to 50. She does, she's athletic too. She does cheerleading and swimming and she does track, trying to get her to keep doing track. So she's actually a good, a good runner. That's awesome. So have you always been a runner or was this something that just sort of sprang on you? No, I, I was not a runner until I was about 30 years old. Okay. I, I swam when I was in high school and hated running, always hated running. And then when I was a younger adult, after I graduated college, definitely not an athletic person at all. You know, was pretty overweight after having both my children. And basically when I turned 30, you know, had a couple life altering things, went through really bad divorce with my children's father and lost my sister to breast cancer at a young age. Wow. So it's kind of like she was a runner. She was a, okay. a marathoner. She would come down here and run like rock and roll and stuff like that. Okay. So it kind of just became like when I first started to get into physical fitness and lose the weight during that time, it was something I was finally able to do because I had lost enough weight where I could run. And it kind of gave me a connection to her in my kind of grieving process after losing her. So started doing like 5Ks and stuff like that. And eventually a 10K, did ERR and then decided, okay, I'm going to do rock and roll. And then kind of then just jumped into ultra. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, because that's the natural progression. Okay. Yeah. 5K, yeah. 10K, half marathon. <laughs> ah, let's do an ultra, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it was. <laughs> so, what was your first ultra? So, yeah, it was an ultra that was kind of like an ultra in disguise. It was Biffledinked 10 by 5K. So, 5K yes. yeah. every hour. Yeah. And somebody like on the Chesapeake Run group Facebook page was giving, you know, needed, they couldn't do it. And, need someone to take their entry and i'm like well i've run 5ks before you know it's not doesn't sound that hard to run 10 of them you know and of course i was a little bit faster then so i had a pretty good pace going through it and you know by the time like the seventh one came up i'm like okay i, I don't know if i can hang for another three <laughs> right right and i looked and i was like top three and i'm like oh god I have to, I have to <laughs> now i can't quit <laughs> it's like my only podium ever so that's awesome that is so, so I, awesome yeah so then i after that i was like okay maybe i'll actually train for one and so that's when we started training i trained for my first seashore 50k okay. and and found out it's actually a lot harder to run it continuously than, to, <laughs> than it is to do 10 5ks huh yeah have a half hour break to you know complain and and eat and stuff like that i was like Man, this this is really really hard. That is awesome. So Mel Williams, fifty k. How was your first one there? It was good. I had my two training partners with me to help me through the second loop, which I definitely needed because you know seashore can be sneaky because it's in December, but it's always it seems like the most humid weekend in December, and it was very like humid and muddy that that year. Yeah. So I had them like yelling at me on the second lap. <laughs> As they do when I, when they're pacing me in a hundred miler. So that's awesome. Was I, that Joe and Larry? Yes, on that one that too. Was, okay. Yeah, so those they, those are your two running running partners. Huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They tag teamed and got me through that one. Cool. And then from there, it was like a, you know I don't know I was a natural. I was like I'll never do a fifty miler. I'll just okay. do fifty k's. You know. <laughs> Then they got me to do light to light with them. And I'm like, okay. oh, God, this, this really sucks, a 50-miler. <laughs> Which I still think today. I think it's, like, one of the hardest ones, honestly. It's, like, even harder than a 100-miler sometimes. Right. But you've run a couple um, 50-milers, haven't you? I have, yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it's been, like, I've, I've had some success at 50-milers, and it's probably been the distance where I've, I've kind of struggled like Larry's first hundred miler was Tunnel Hill and I was supposed to run the 50 with him, the first 50 at Tunnel Hill. And I got injured right before and, you know, okay. it was pretty bad. And I was able to run, but by the time I got back to running it, you know, it was like, it's never good when you come in and you've had take off time and get back from an injury. So I ended right. up having to call it at mile 28 so I could crew him the rest of the night. And then I had not a good bull run 50 miler this past season. I got pulled when I wasn't supposed to be pulled at an aid station. It wasn't a hard cutoff, but they misunderstood. So, oh, no. yeah, so I got pulled like the 28 mile, but it was a hard day. So I have to decide if I'm going to go back and, and do that one again this well, yeah, year. Yeah, you go get redemption, right? Eh, possibly. We'll see. That's a tough course. <laughs> that is it a tough really course. Is. Yeah. I was kind of lied to about that course, I think. I think it was like, I thought it wasn't going to be as hard as it was. Um, it's kind of sneaky. It's not like there's any big climbs, but there's a lot of 
terrain in that course that you yeah. don't expect. And, and some of those, some of it's pretty technical. So yeah, yeah, and it was hot that day too. It was like I don't, okay. I don't do well when it's like super hot. It was like one of those, you know, like the weekend before it had been cool, and then that weekend was like twenty degrees warmer. <laughs> so wow, yeah, it was it was not fun, but. So that one, yeah, I, I didn't get to, I did most of the course. I just didn't do that last little mountain bike section. And right. That section where you come that. under the bridge and all that. Did you get yeah. to that? The okay. loop and all that stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. That side. I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get to do that. And I heard that side's like probably the worst. <laughs> it is. It's always and it, muddy and messy yeah. and bleh. Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that one. I don't know. And I've done um, Highland Sky 40 miler twice. Okay. I've heard that one's kind of pretty, though. Yeah, but it's like a 50 miler. It's tough. Is it? It's very tough. Yeah, it's gorgeous, but it's a lot of a lot of climbing in the beginning. And like the first 16 miles is really hard, rocky terrain. Okay. Lots of mud and muck. Um, so then you get to the part that's runnable and you've just been beat up for so long that you know the, the rest of it is is not fun <laughs> exactly um, yeah yeah there's some some boulder fields up there that i always seem to get lost because it's, it's hard to find what's a boulder field and what's a trail you know right the, um but it, it's it is really pretty it's just it's it's a really tough race for sure so you're debating whether to go back again <laughs> it's not luckily this year i think it's off the table because i think it's the same weekend my son graduates high school Although he would probably, he likes going because like they have this beautiful golf course attached to where you start and finish. So he sits okay. there and plays golf in the mountains by himself all day while I'm dying. So he, he enjoys it. <laughs> He's he the smart one, right? Here. Yeah. <laughs> That's He's like, awesome. this is great. He's like, you're going to sign up for that again? Oh, that so. is awesome. So what was your first hundred miler? My first, let's see, the first attempt at a hundred miler was umstead okay uh, and again i kind of came in i had signed up for rimna river but i was on like the waiting list for umstead because i didn't get okay. in at first so it, i found out somewhat last minute that oh you've been pulled from the waiting list i'm like oh great i get to do 200 milers this year and was kind of injured going in i had to take two weeks off and not the time that I wanted to. So it was kind of like, hey, you've had a, a five mile week. Now you're going to have a hundred mile week, you know. There you go. Hey, from five mile week to hundred mile week, that works. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. I, I don't like to take that much of a taper. So <laughs> that one, it was tough. Um, it was more of a, a mental battle. And I had picked that race too because it, it fell on my sister's birthday. So it would have oh, been cool. for her on her birthday, my first hundred miler. And it didn't go go well. How that far did you make course. it in that? Uh, I think 100k. Okay. So I, I yeah. And that I one, don't they give you credit for like 50 miler or something they if you do. make it that far? Yeah. They, they don't give you. I mean, you basically just get, hey, you finished 50 miles. Here's your certificate. <laughs> but <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> correct. That's another one. It's very. It's a loop, and it's a you know eight loops, 12 and a half miles, and. Wow it's like a thousand feet per loop it's not the terrain itself is fine it's just it it gets on you you know those loops get longer and longer are they kind of rolling hills or yes. 
Okay. There's like one bigger climb that, you know, everybody, you know, that climbs there. So you you walk that, but the rest is, especially the back section is there's some kind of steep rolling stuff. Okay. So so that one's kind of a mental torment, but it's a great, I will say first hundred miler because, you know, if you don't have the support system, that's the only race I know of that has volunteer pacers. Really? So. Yeah. Oh, that's a neat concept. Yeah. I wish more would have that. I mean, they, you know, so they have like a check-in and after the 50 mile point, you can basically say, Hey, I need a pacer and they will match someone up with you. And they're great. It's amazing. Wow. I went back and redeemed myself the next year for Umstead. And honestly, just talking to some of the volunteer pacers with my pacers, you know, helped me to actually finish that one. They were really great. Like younger kids from the area. Okay. That's but, fantastic. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's like just to have that. So basically all you need is someone to drive you home afterwards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Please come down and drive me home. Yeah. yeah. But, that yeah, is awesome. I mean, yeah, I wish more races had that because it definitely helps. And you don't have the logistical crew details because you can kind of like set up your camp and just run your loop and everything's right there. Right. So you're always coming back and what, 12 and mm-hmm. a half miles? And yeah. Okay. So, That's awesome. So you can have your whole setup right there. It's, it, so that, that makes it, you know, a lot of people like that. I'm intrigued now. I hadn't yeah. been interested. Now I'm like, I may have to look at that for 2025. Because that one should. sells out really quick, doesn't it? It does, but it's attainable. I mean, it's getting more popular now. I think every year it's probably, you know, all of them are a little bit harder and it has the following. But, you know, if you pretty much just go the day of when they do their, it's like a Saturday in September, they open it up. Okay. Um, you should be able to get in. It's not like some of the other ones where it's like, forget it, you know. Yeah. You could go run Yeti. That's always been on the list, but it's always uh, a bad time of year for me with work. So oh, really? I have to wait because, you know, we our last day of the fiscal year is the 30th of September. So and I have to wait. And you're the accountant, so you've got to, yeah. Yeah, I'm one of the ones that has to work for it. So I have to wait until they, I like look at the calendar and see when will it be like the 25th of September. Maybe then I can, I can swing it, but <laughs> maybe that's in crazy. two years. There but you go. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the culture and all would be a great one to do. And yeah on the list so how did you pick rim to river my husband is from west virginia and his family so he kind of introduced us to the state and kind of gave us the love of the landscape so that's kind of what made me drawn to rim to river and then it was you know west virginia's first and only hundred miler right so the area it's itself is just beautiful i mean i definitely want to go back and run parts of that trail again it's great when so, you're trying to make cutoffs, you mean? Maybe not 100 miles of it. Maybe just a 50K or so would be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that whole section where the bridge is would uh-huh. be fun just to go run. Just that bridge is fascinating. I have never seen anything like that in it's my life. It's gorgeous down there. Yeah. 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 And I think like they do a 50K in the winter in February, but you don't have to do – it starts – like up at the top at Fayetteville. So you're not down okay. on the bottom having, having to climb up long point. Yeah, but the most important question is, do you have to do that long point to arrowhead section? 
no that that part is off so that's that is that is evil that that whole that i don't what is it eight miles or something like that yeah it feels like 80 but yeah it does it's the it's the most evil eight miles of a hundred miler i think i've ever participated in i'm just like wow that is not kind no the first year i did it i didn't mind it as much it's just like that that last two miles of it you just feel like am i done yet like i definitely should be done by now you know even if i'm power hiking i should be out of here um and then you see that sign one mile to go and you're like are you kidding me yeah it's gonna be an hour you know exactly (laughs) exactly it feels like yeah it doesn't matter how much time you're making and how good you feel you're making once you come out of there it's like what just happened because usually the time change is kind of evident around that point too right so you're like what time of day is it how did i lose an hour gain an hour you know yeah yeah and it's it's tricky because a lot of the aid station people because i remember asking what time it was at arrowhead and somebody said and i was like that doesn't seem right and you know so i'm trying to do the math like looking at my watch going but but it took us this long and I'm like, oh crap! Now I know what it is, and so I, you know, had to yeah. say, okay, never mind what time it is. Yeah, <laughs> just we gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> nice seeing you. Goodbye now. <laughs> that, yeah. that is the worst, the worst section of all. It really it's, is. Yeah, it's per- pretty daggone evil, I would say. But and then you know, it's not like I've done, you know, Ellen's races on the mountain bike trails, right? That are switchbacky, and, and you know, I've done a lot of that, and it, it, that is like another level of mountain bike switchbacks i, I don't yeah. know I, I can't even picture riding a mountain bike in there i i get so stinking no. lost because i mean trails intersect each other and you know it was like i was so glad they were marked because if they weren't marked i'd probably still be wandering around up there yeah yeah it, it really would i mean i don't know if it's better you know, like i said the first the very first year he did that race i did not do it i did the second year after covid had calmed down um he put that section in the first 50 miles so it was daily so you actually got to the halfway point and said at mile 55 and then you came straight back and did not do any of that on the way back um so i don't know if that's better or worse he said that he moved it because you know it gave people more of a chance to enjoy the scenery in the daylight going to anstead and not being stuck in that you know doing right. in the dark but i don't know if that's good or bad i think i would rather just get it over with and know that okay i got 45 miles to go now to get back and i, I don't have to touch that again exactly <laughs> I, I i i would tend to agree with you i'd rather hey let's yeah. skip the scenery at anstead do this thing during the day right. so i can see where the heck i am and what i'm you know skipping over and yeah just go straight back to the to the start after anstead would be I, I would and go for that one. It's not like that. I, I don't really consider that section very serene because, you know, the Anstead section, that seven miles, because it's so technical that you're not really looking at your surroundings. You're looking down at the rocks and trying right. not to fall off the cliff over there. Yeah. So, like, you know, I don't know that it matters to do it in the, you know, I've done it in the dark, that section as well, coming back. So, I'm not sure. It's it's torturous either way. Yeah, it it would be yeah 
but that's that's part of running a hundred miles, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is, it's definitely not a easy. Yep. yep. So, what's your favorite part of Rimdor River? I'd say, I mean, both of my finishes. It was special the first time I finished because I finished, you know, my had the same crew, but with my uh, another one of my running partners who was she's in the military and she was transferring to San Diego afterwards. So she got me through that last, you know, seven miles. And so that was special. We had, we had fun in that section. And then this year, you know, just being, I I pretty much had given up um, at 92 and a half was not happy with what had happened prior to that section. Wasn't feeling really good. Wasn't feeling like I could move, but my son really pushed me through and, you know, got me to turn back on my brain to running and really helped me finish. If I, if I would, I pretty much, when I got down that climb from Concho and, you know, you see the finish, I was like, okay, there's no way I'm going to finish. Like we're going to do this last five and a half miles and I'm not going to finish. Like, let's just walk to the parking lot now, you know, like let's, (laughs) let's skip it. Like it's going to be a 94 miler. Like that's it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he, he got me to just start running again in as slow as it was. Probably wasn't much faster than my walk pace, but right. Uh, but it was awesome. Then, I mean, and you had ten minutes to spare when you finished, yeah. right? So we made up time. It was. I did not think we were going to be able to accomplish that because, especially when you get out of that last cutoff. So I really thought I had missed the cutoff before we got there, and then I found out we had like ten minutes. So they had to feed me and get me out really quick so it's like either way you know it's like that that's not a lot of time to do that last seven and a half miles no it isn't but yeah you you crushed that last seven and a half miles were amazing yeah i'd say like it took two miles to kind of get into it (laughs) but uh uh, once we got like on to the like the trail section those last two little trails that you go on and you know the terrain was a little bit more runnable I was able to kind of get my brain to work again and be like, okay, you can move, you know, it's, it hurts either way. Get going again. Cause there's That's no, right. That's right. there's no way you can power hike this in. You're done, you know? Yep. So, so that Kudos was really to Aiden for getting you going, man. That's awesome. That had to be a good feeling to cross with, with your son though. Yeah. And it's always good when you get to the, that last half mile, three quarters of a mile on the road, and you get good song on and you just we just crushed down that road it was like you know we were, we were probably that was the best probably the fastest mile of the day right there was That's that last awesome. and then you know then you can't walk after you cross the finish line. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just collapse in a ball and say carry me <laughs> you're like oh, okay there we go That's hey awesome. I, just, I ran fast for for one so that there was good go. <laughs> That's, that is so awesome so it was a good feeling, how especially you, how, go ahead. I was gonna say, especially since um, you know, this is his last year; he's going away to college. So right, that was special to, you know. And I had my whole crew back. I, you know, I kind of the year before I did not finish at Rimna River, so I've I've done it three times. You know, I didn't have a, my crew. I had Aiden, but Aiden was not prepared to be my only pacer. So, right, you know, it was special the two times I finished to have 
my whole crew because they're like my family so you know both joe larry carly aiden just having them with me that's like my you know helps me to finish yeah even when i share a lot of miles and in first landing with joe and larry right oh yeah yeah and you know is first landing kind of like your go-to training spot yeah luckily i'm lucky to live two miles from the trailhead of first landing now so it's kind of where i go for most of my runs if right. i'm gonna go on the trails or pleasure house okay I go in a lot too just yeah to you're the keep... one who told me about pleasure house and i really enjoy that spot that's fun it really is nice i wish it was longer but it's yeah. a nice mile and a half depending on when you hit the tide <laughs> yeah sometimes it can, it can be... be rather wet yeah sometimes you can be waiting taking your shoes off but yeah that's probably actually my favorite little piece to go in just because it is so nice back there it's so quiet Uh i mean you you hear no traffic back there it's it's amazing yeah it's it's a great little area that we have maybe we Uh, should cut that part out we don't want people going back there and you know finding it and running it right okay so i'll note to jenny cut cut that section out cut this part out yes (laughs) that part doesn't exist (laughs) That's right. We don't want anybody else to find that spot. So. Yeah. Because, you know, then they'll turn it into a Strava segment. And, you know, you yeah. You have to deal with all that stuff. And I can't believe it's not already. But yeah, know, because I mean, it's it's so runnable back there, but it's just yeah. so peaceful. It's yeah, it's it's a nice place to just go back when you're just I need to get, you know, away from people run. So, yeah. And it links to so many other places, you know, it's right. like you can go there we go to bayville go around all that you know you can do the lesnar bridge and do you know bridge repeats and then go okay i'm gonna go over here and do a full loops around the park and you know yeah yeah it's it's pretty much uh, you know i i lived when i first started running i lived in norfolk and ghent west ghent so you know that's probably the best area of norfolk to run in because you got the elizabeth river trail and all that exactly yeah and then we moved out to chesapeake where there is no enjoyable running (laughs) came out here all the time and then we decided to move out here so it's been it's been good it's been made it a lot easier to be able to get in the runs with the kids schedule and everything else i can kind of just work it in between i I don't have to drive here for 40 minutes do my run and then drive back and then have to exactly yeah. Schedule. So it's made the training a lot easier for me. What is your training schedule? I mean, do you just kind of make it up as you plug in races or are you pretty disciplined about it? I'd say probably pretty disciplined. I kind of came more from a strength training background. So it's always been hard to kind of balance strength training and high mileage. And then, you know, especially when I tend to pick fall 100 milers and. Right. I have to peak my mileage over the summer and there's there's only one time to run around here in the summer and that's the morning. And so that means, you know, I, I'm not able to go and strength train in the morning. So that kind of ends up taking a backseat during the, the summer months and I hate that. So I do like to have a balance of, I think it's important. You just have to, you know, I've learned to try and make the strength training more complementary to the running instead of... okay. I don't want to injure myself doing deadlifts or back squats and then I can't, then it makes the running that much more painful. You know, I want it to, so that's been kind of through the years how to 
how to balance that. But yeah, I definitely tend to always have my my long runs on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, that's and then during the week, I'm I usually run Tuesday through fr- through Sunday is my normal schedule. I don't usually run on Mondays. I take that day to you know do other forms of cardio or strength train. So it's my lower impact day. But then it just okay. Depending on if I'm doing a race or I have a training schedule, you know, how many miles that Tuesday through Sunday will be, whether it's 30 or 50 or more. Okay. So what's like your peak, you know, mileage that you tried, like the highest mileage you'll do in a week? Uh, probably like low 60s because I'm more so kind of go to like time on feet. So like for a hundred miler when i did rim the river the second time i actually had zach bitter do my training plans okay and he's great i mean and he he would more so peak me at like a four hour saturday and a four hour sunday and then the rest would be hour to an hour and a half during the week so it wouldn't necessarily be mileage based but you know time based and kind of race intensity yeah so, and then you you use a lot of intervals, right? Yeah, we do tend to do more, especially on the longer runs. And I think it's like you've gotten so efficient doing them that it's sometimes hard for me not to do that, you know. Right, right. Um, and it's like like for me, my magic interval is run four, walk two. And okay. if I run more, I end up running the same exact pace as, as I do for four two. Isn't that weird? I, yeah. I tell people that and they just look at me like, how? And I'm like, I, I have no clue. I, I, I don't. It's like the, you know, I, it's like the most efficient amount of time I can run and then get my heart rate down for two minutes. And I'm a pretty fast walker. That's like the, that's the compliment my crew will give me is that I'm the fast walker. Right. Uh, thanks. I'm not the fast runner, but I'm the fast walker. <laughs> that's I'm okay. I, cons- I consider that the ultimate compliment. <laughs> well, you are one of the fastest walkers I've ever seen, so I, I don't know. I, need, I could learn some some walking tricks from you. That's for I, sure. I practice it, so I I, I actually go out and, and train and take you know yeah. at least one day every two weeks yeah. where I do a you know semi long to long run that's nothing but walk, and I work on getting that walk down to the eleven and twelve, and you know. And I feel good about it. So, yeah, it's definitely an art form. I've practiced, and it's it's like it's almost harder to do that than it is to run at times. You know, it's like right. just the motion, but it it helps on especially if you're going to do hundred milers. I mean, it's the ones I pick are harder to interval. That's for sure. So yep. you know, yep. it does kind of make it harder. Any of the races I've done on the High Bridge Trail, that's where I've done my hundred k. That's like you could interval all day long and there's no reason not to do anything but that on the, you know, the people that were just running for however many, I usually catch all those people because (laughs) once they get to the point where, you know, it's just not sustainable anymore, they're walking way more than two minutes. So I, I told, I told my pacers and blackbeards, I was like, all all your job is, is to to look out for headlights ahead of me because I'm going to pick them off. In the last yep. 25 miles, I'm like, I don't care what happens in the first 75, but in the last yep. 25 miles, I'm going to pick headlights off. Yeah. And then when I did light to light down there, same thing. We just intervaled the whole time and it was, 
we definitely were picking people off at the end. What is on your schedule for sure next year? I don't know. I mean, I've obviously thought of a million things. Once I figure out what the the ultimate goal will be, whether it's grindstone 100k or something in that time, I will then do like 50ks here and there. Like I'll either go back and run bull run 50 miler this year. Thought about going and doing cabin fever in February, 50k. Maybe terrapin. Maybe dogwood. Okay. When you hear living an ultra life, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? I guess pushing your boundaries. Well, you've proven that you can push yourself and you can do hard things. True. Christina, I thank you for joining us. And man, that has been a lot of fun chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit more. I look forward to sharing some more miles with you. Yeah, definitely would love to share some miles together. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.